Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello and welcome in to the Fog.net podcast. Michael Swain here. We have an audio version of our post-game wrap video coming your way, but wanted to jump in here and give you a, a fair warning first. We were not able to find a, a spot where there wasn't much wind, so there will be some wind audio um, messing with it as well. So we'll be back on Sunday with a podcast with Kevin Flaherty with our normal audio quality, but fair warning um, ahead of time, and we'll talk to you guys again all on Sunday. All right, post-game wrap time. We are here after Cable 38-31 loss to TCU. Game's first loss of the season. The Jayhawks are now 5-1 and one on the year and 2-1 in conference play. I'm joined by Nathan Swaffer, our staff writer. Uh, Nathan, let's start here for you. I got a big picture. What did you make of the performance and where came stands? You know, the performance showed a lot of resilience. Um, it was nice to see that even when see your starting quarterback go down, your star quarterback at that rate, that they have that ability to not only be successful with your backup and Jason Bean, but be able to stay in that game as much as they did on the offensive side and the defensive side. They showed a lot of grit, a lot of resilience, and we've talked about that this entire year that, you know, we've heard from the coaches and the players, you know, resilience and being able to stay in a game has been one of their main goals, and they did that again, and I'm not sure we would have seen that out of a pass game. No, not at all. This, this team has obviously showed a lot more than what we would have expected from possibly last year's team or any team before that. They wouldn't have been able to stay in this game. Yeah, and I think that's the huge thing that stands out, right? Another game where KU's down two scores in the first quarter. You know, that's now three times this season when they've fallen down, and they've always been able to get back. And I think we do have to start with Jason Bean and his performance. Just incredible. You know, we heard all fall camp, right, about Bean and how good he was playing, right? The coaches, like Lance Leibold, came out and said that Bean is playing his best 
football as a Jayhawk during KU's camp. Quarterbacks coach Jim Zabrowski said something similar, and so did offensive coordinator Andy Kotelnik. And so you hear that in August, and you wonder about the ability for someone like that to stay locked in when Jalen has been so incredible this year, right? The Heisman buzz and being the guy that's doing all these ESPN interviews too, right? He's the guy getting the attention, and yet we talk about this a lot with the coaches. You know, when your number is called, you have to be able to step up, and, and that's exactly what we did today. Interception. All in the second half. Yeah, all in the second half, right? 28 points in the second half total. Um, completed a good amount of his passes for about 10 yards per attempt as well. But overall, I don't think there's more than Jason Bean. And obviously, the, the one interception was a, a bit of a weird play, maybe a little bit of miscommunication. But outside that, it's hard to really remember Jason Bean taking this. Yeah, I mean, he played about as well as he could have asked, especially coming in rusty like that. Only really only see him in those gadget plays this season where either he's being used with motion and misdirection or he takes one snap comes out of the game it was very encouraging to see him come in like this where he probably hasn't taken a lot of snaps with the first team during practice and I know people are going to be concerned that you know Jalen Daniels we don't know the extent of the injury yet but if let's just say it's for an extended period of time people are going to worry about this team that oh we that's gotten us to this 5-0 record, that's gotten us to this point, and I think that's an overreaction. I, th I think we saw today that Jason B can lead this team against a pretty good defense, at least for the most part that we saw, against teams that are in that top tier of the Big 12, you know, a top 25 team, and he's able to be that resilient quarterback that Jalen Daniels has been. I'm not saying that they're going to have that same explosiveness, that same we're going to put up 50 points on you without a problem. But to say that this team can't win with Jason Bean, to say this team can't stay in a game without Jason Bean, we saw it here today. Mm. They can. They were down at halftime and being led them to, I think, 14 unanswered out of the half. So just to say that this obviously this team is not in as good of a position as it could without Jalen Daniels, yeah. especially from two weeks ago, Jalen Daniels. Um, but with Jason Bean, this team still is a good team. They're still a resilient team. This is a squad that can probably, I say, win another one or two games with Jason Bean as their starter. Yeah, I think so. And I think the depth is really starting to show itself. I mean, who would have thought that in back-to-back -back weeks, KU would lose its all-purpose yards leader last week in Daniel Highshaw? and still find a way to beat Iowa State and then lose the, the star quarterback that they have and still be able to keep up with a TCU offense that entering the game was averaging more yards per play than Alabama. Mm -hmm. like you're looking at a really high-powered offense, and I think for me, you look at the KU offense, I think they're starting to find some things in the ground game. I think Iowa State was probably more of an aberration, right? Mm -hmm. That scheme, the way that they play, how physical they are. I think KU will be able to run the ball against teams going forward, particularly with someone like Bean, who's probably a little bit more of a dual threat than even Jalen Daniels is. But I think you also look at the skill position players. Man, Quinn Skinner, Luke Grimm, you know, LJ Arnold, all guys that really kind of made plays today. And I mean, it seemed like really Skinner was so good early in the season with those defenses, right? Think about the first few games, yeah. how potent he was with those. And then all of a sudden it kind of disappears a little bit during the season. And then all of a sudden today, it's back, right? Two touchdowns, two huge catches, two challenging catches. I thought he was impressive. Who for you stood out on the offense outside? Frankly, I thought the entire receiving core as a whole looked fairly impressive. Obviously, they got to a bit of a rough start, but when when we got into the second half, I thought all of them did an incredible job. I mean, 
Lawrence Arnold, I thought, looked incredibly impressive today. And, you know, if you if you give him that catch that was called incomplete but Ooh, was super close true. on the review, I mean, we're talking about Lawrence Arnold possibly changing that entire drive with that missed field goal. Um, Luke Grimm has been the same way. You know, we've talked before that Luke Grimm doesn't seem like he's this guy that can come up big for this team again and again, but he continues to do so. He continues to be a reliable target. He continues to not drop the ball. That's true. Which is pretty incredible with some of the hits that he takes. I mean, he seems to take as many big hits as anybody on this offense. So I thought he was very impressive. Obviously, you said Skinner. And I thought Mason Fairchild ah, had a very good game as well today. That catch. The catch was unbelievable. I mean, I don't think people realize how challenging it is looking one way and turning back. And the ball's essentially in your lap already. So I thought all the receivers, the tight end group, did a very good job. I thought that offense as a whole didn't. A pretty comprehensive good job today. Obviously, they left some things on the field. The fumbles were a problem, and that can't be ignored. When you have four fumbles and you lose one, you probably should have lost multiple. Yeah, obviously, that's the thing. Obviously, we talked about the one interception. That was just kind of a weird play. But the fact that you can pretty comfortably say that this offense left you know, between 7 and 21 points on the field, it has to give you a little bit of confidence that this team – Obviously, with Bean hasn't hit their stride yet. This is the first half they played with him. Yeah. But this offense, I think, is still in a fairly good position right now. Obviously, they're going to have to change some things if Bean is going to be the quarterback long term. But I think we're starting to see them really gel into a comprehensive, cohesive yeah. unit. For sure. And I think fumbling, that's a huge topic. And we'll have to ask that. Lance Lapport about that on Tuesday because now you're up to 11 fumbles in six games this season. When you look at the fumbles and the way that they happened, right, you have the Kai Thomas, you know, Jalen Daniels, weird play, where on third down there's the missed exchange, mm -hmm. right, they have to go for on a fourth down, they don't get it. There's the fumble at the goal line that they lose seven points on. Then you go in the second half, right, there's the fumble that comes right before the interception. So you're looking at those fumbles really changing the momentum of the game, and in a game that had a lot of momentum swings. I think we gotta talk about the defense because mm -hmm. I thought Lance Leipold, maybe his most interesting comment post-game was that don't look at the score, he thought the defense actually played pretty well. And I would have to agree, I think you look at overall, you know, they gave up explosive plays, and this TCU offense is explosive, but I felt like down to down, it felt like he really did manage TCU. And we've seen it throughout this season, right? Second and third quarter is when KU really comes alive. And I think in that second and third quarter, you saw this KU defense really dominate against the TCU offense that again is so talented, but it's those one-off plays, right? There's that play on the near sideline, the screen pass that was so weird. You know, the other guys on defense didn't really go after it. They maybe thought he stepped out of bounds, and then everyone's kind of standing around. Just a weird play, but I guess overall for me, I think you look at the defense, signs of encouragement. I think this is another decent performance. Not as good as last week, but I think another step in the right direction makes you feel like, okay, this defense can hold its own in Big 12 play um, against less explosive offenses. You look at Oklahoma next week, I think KU will be able to handle the Oklahoma offense. But for you defensively for KU, I guess, what were your takeaways and what did you just make of the performance overall? I thought overall they played fairly well. Obviously that score may not save it. The score's not going to tell the story that you yeah. saw out there. And we've seen this from the defense before, kind of that bend-don't-break attitude. Um, I don't think we saw that as much today. Um, but overall, I thought they played really well. I thought they had a lot of trouble with Quentin Johnston. Um, I mean, he, he had an unbelievable game. He was good. <laughs> it's, 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 it, he was just, it, it's tough to say how good he was because he just, NFL good. Yeah, he, I mean, he was just, it seemed like he was perfect. 
He was catching everything. He was getting yards after the catch. I mean, I think he had he had over 200 yeah. yards. Had that late game-winning touchdown with a pass interference. So, but other than that, I thought cohesively they played very well, or well at least. Maybe good not. Enough. Maybe yeah, good enough that you know your offense takes advantage of a few more opportunities. You probably win that game. And, Definitely. And. I, I thought one thing that stood out to me on the defense was their run defense has improved significantly. Yes. As we've gone along with the season, I thought they did very well. Um, obviously, they had a little trouble with Max Duggan, but that's just because he's such an athletic and dual-threat quarterback. So I think this defense is still on the right track. Obviously, it wasn't the performance from last week, and we knew that coming in that that probably wasn't going to happen because TCU's offense is so low, much better. You know, quicker, more explosive. They've got better talent. You know, you weren't going to hold them to 11 points. But for the challenges that they faced, for, you know, all the turnovers and time off the field that they didn't really get, I thought that they played about maybe not as well as they could have, but they did a good job keeping the team in the game, especially yeah. in the first half. Exactly. That's be what I think about. Because obviously that offense just wasn't wasn't clicking in the first half. And, you know, we expected TCU on that first drive to come out and just blitz them completely, go straight down the field, score a touchdown, and suddenly you're playing from behind immediately and you're not feeling too confident in yourself. The fact that they were able to hold them to a field goal, I thought kind of set the tone. Um, at least for the rest of the first half, obviously, second half didn't go as well as you would have wanted, but the fact that they were able to keep this team in the game, keep that offense in the game, even when Jalen Daniels went out, I thought should a lot of grit and a lot of heart and a lot of, you know, overcoming that adversity. Yeah, I think you nailed all those things right there. Grit, heart, overcoming adversity. I think I heard in the hallways, no more victories, this is the game. Mm -hmm. You know, a KU fan was saying, you know, no more victories, this is the game we should have won from a KU fan's perspective. I think that shows you how far the program has come over the last year where a game like this, people are leaving the stadium, a packed stadium, no less, saying this is a game KU should have won, should have been victorious in 6-0 and potentially, but now 5-1, and they'll head to Oklahoma next week, Oklahoma team that lost to Texas in blowout fashion, and that's going to be a big game because now you're looking at you need one more win to clinch bowl eligibility, and I think the last thing any KU fan wants is to go into that K-State game needing one win to clinch bowl eligibility, so each game from here on out is going to get tougher, but it seems like KU is going to be in these games from here on out. Mm -hmm. I would tend to agree. This team has showed that they can essentially compete with anybody, and I think that showed that here today against, yep. I would say, a pretty comfortable top 20 team. Um, I can't say for sure whether KU belongs in that conversation. It's, it's tough to say. I think they're they're in there. Fringe. But, yeah, fringe. You know, but this team also is probably going to look a lot different with Jason Bean in that offense now, assuming Jalen Daniels is out for an extended period of time. But I think this team showed that they can compete in the Big 12. They can hang with almost anybody, if not everybody. Yeah. So I feel confident in this team going forward to at least compete. You know, give t give those big teams those really good challenges. And I'm excited to see what happens. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.